Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here, and welcome to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. We're in this wonderful year of 2019, and what better way is there to start the year than to reflect on all the wins and losses of 2018, to take that moment to reflect and really figure out what brought us to where we are today. Now, is 2019 going to be a great year? Is it going to be a horrible year? Who really knows? But if you really want to go out there and grow your influence, one thing you have to really do is become self-aware of exactly where you are right now and how you got to this point. So for me, I'm going to use this time on this radio show to really take a moment and reflect back on my life. Now, how did 2019, 2018 start? Well, the first few days, I went to this festival called Countdown. I was extremely hungover, didn't really want to be there anymore because it was after like two or three days of partying. I had no more energy. I didn't really know what I was doing. But we were at my friend Elton's house, and I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. I'm going to order a pizza. So I grabbed a pizza, and once it came, all my other friends were leaving, and they're like, you know what? Here, talk to this girl. She's going to sit and talk to you. Her name's Angie Park. I sat there, and I'm like, oh, she works in healthcare. I don't want to talk about healthcare with this girl. I'm going to pretend I don't know anything about this. She's like, oh, my God, you brought pizza? I'm like, yep. She's like, I love pizza. I'm like, cool. And then the whole time, she's trying to make this huge conversation, and I'm sitting there trying to avoid the conversation the entire time because, you know, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. There's not really much I wanted to really talk about. But anyways, we went out that night, and we went to the festival, and for me, I was just so strung out. I was like, oh, my God, why am I here? What am I doing? I should be at home. But, you know, taking an Uber home was about $100 to $150, and I didn't drive, and we were at my friend's place, so I had to stick it out, right? So I did. We didn't really talk much until later the next day. Then we started chatting a little bit after, you know, we had some festivities and just had some fun. Then everyone went home. And, you know, that year I just got out of this toxic relationship. This girl I was seeing before, she was um, like, you know what, Leonard? I'm going to tell you something. I'm absolutely evil. Here, let, let me listen. Here, listen to me laugh. And he goes, ha, 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 this is my evil laugh. I'm so evil. You try it now. And the truth is, she is evil. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, hmm, you know what? Now that I'm out of all this stuff, I'm going to really do me this year. I'm going to have as much fun as possible. I'm going to really enjoy life. I'm going to take my business to the next level. And things are going to go great. So I took that philosophy into the year. I used every single moment I could to really be happy and enjoy life, just live in the moment. I went out as much as possible with my friends. I had a good time. Things were going well. Then one day I was just talking. I was just sitting around, and I got invited to be on the TV show. I'm like, wow, this is cool. I guess this is a great way to start the year. I, I could be on a TV show. This TV show is called Break Through the Crowd. It's on ZTV. And they wanted to invite me and Ryan down to be like um, the, um, the A-team on the show, the people who really go out there and help these people go out there and build a successful crowdfunding campaign. And I go, you know what? Two great marketers. They could probably do it. We come down. We give them advice. And guess what? They knock it out of the park, and they one of the two companies does a million-dollar crowdfunding campaign. Oh, cool. And they're not in the belt. But they were filming over in New York, and this was in February. So I asked one, one of my friends, was like, oh, you're going to New York? Can you bring me back some artichoke pizza? And I'm like, how the hell am I going to bring back artichoke pizza? These slices are huge. I don't know what to do. So I just hopped on Facebook one day or Instagram. Who really knows? I sent a direct message over to this Angie girl. I'm like, here, I got to ask you this really awkward question. 
um, can I borrow your Tupperware? And they're like, what do you mean? What's going on? I'm like, well, my friend wants to order a pizza, and they want me to bring it back, and I don't know how, and I thought maybe if I borrowed some Tupperware, I could just stuff it in there. They're like, okay, yeah, sure, you can borrow it. So we met, we danced, and we really connected on that next time around. But hey, you know, <clears throat> that's cool and everything. But after the shooting of everything, after the um, <clears throat> TV show, I had to run off home. So I did, and that was that for a while. But in February, another thing I had to do was fly off to uh, Banff in Canada to speak for the cult conference, the cult gathering. Not sure if you heard of that or not, but that's where the top cult-like brands really gather together and they get awarded for who has the most cult-like following, like brands like Charity Water, Jeep, and all these other companies really go out there and they talk on stage about their accomplishments and people talk about how to create that cult-like following. Well, I was there. I was to talk about how do you know when it's time to go? Because a lot of the people who go to that cult conference, they work at these big companies and they just don't feel like they're doing enough and they need to know when it's time to go. One of the problems with that conference, though, is when I went, I provided them with all the information on what I was going to speak about, the show description, the talk description, and all that. And they didn't even put it on the agenda. It was pretty fucked up of them, like really fucked up. But hey, you know what? They're this big company, right? They don't really care what little Leonard thinks. Anyways, so they did that. And I went up and spoke. And after that, they were supposed to provide me a video of everything that was going on. But, you know, it's pretty fucked up when, one, they don't really do that, and, two, they're not really going out there and providing you the video. So what's a cold gathering to me? I mean, to me, it was like a waste of time, a waste of money. They don't even really know what I went out to that thing. But while I was there, I was chatting on the phone with Angie a little bit more, and we really got to connect. And then we're like, you know what? We just started talking more and more and more. Uh, while we were talking, you know, Things just got a little bit exciting. We flew out to go see each other. We had great times. And then, um, you know, everything just kind of came together. We ended up together. And, um, you know, well, life was supposed to be all happy moments from there on forward. Now, we do have a lot of happy moments, and we do have a lot of sad moments. And I, I think what this relationship really did is it helped us really see the world from different perspectives like me I wanted to go out there and do certain things with my life she wanted to go out there and do certain things with her life and what we really wanted to what we really needed to do was we kind of had to meet in the middle and start acting kind of as a unit and there was a huge struggle when you really try to make that happen because one I mean at first when we first started seeing each other like everything was great it was like we were in a bubble of fantasy and everything was just going perfectly we would go ride horses we would go see horse races we would go explore new places we'd spend every single moment just having fun and enjoying ourselves and everything was just so awesome and it's like wow could this really last forever? This is great. And we talked over, and then at the time when we were dating, like I was in LA, she was in New York, and we just keep conversing with each other. And, and the whole plan was for her to move out to Los Angeles. Now for me, in that interim process, I was really planning things out because, you know, if she was to move over here, she would probably take a loss in income. We'd have to live together. I'd have to figure out more ways to make more money than I was before, figure out how to adjust our spending and things like that. So I really started working on some plans to really grow the business, go out there, do more, and make things happen. And when you're kind of planning things out, you expect them to go a certain way, but it was so hard for us to really get on the same page of that when it happened because, like, Angie had some difficulty with changing up her spending habits. When I described how I wanted our apartment to look and the priorities, she's like, you have this all planned out backwards. It's supposed to be the other way around. We have to focus on the bedroom first and so forth. And I was like, you know what? The whole reason I was planning on the living room to be a... Um, the main priority 
was because then I could do YouTube videos, I could go out there and I could showcase my business, I could go and work on more things. The main reason I really thought that one of the main things that we needed up front was the uh, <clears throat> the uh, iMac was so that I could have a business computer instead of just a personal computer. But she's like, you know what, we got to invest in the bed, we got to invest into storage, we got to invest into all these things that make a home a home. So you know what? I'm a pushover, so I let her win, and that's what we did. We decided to invest into that, and then a lot of times that we were around, like, it's difficult for people to kind of, like, move from one part of the country to another part for love and to, like, leave their friends, their family, everyone that they know, everything that they know behind. So... It was kind of tough for Angie when she first moved over. She dealt with a lot of depression. She was crying. She was having trouble being assimilated. She was having difficulty making friends. She felt really alone at times. And I knew that what I really had to do was focus on the business, make sure that we didn't fall behind, make sure that I could focus on keeping everything together. But it was really hard to do that when I really had to take care of her and make sure that her mental health was okay and make sure that everything was going well for her. So I kind of shifted those priorities around and I focused more on what I could do to really help her out. And it was weird because it seemed like the more I tried, nothing really worked to really help her feel any better, feel any less lonely, feel any less um, troublesome about being out here in Los Angeles instead of with her friends in New York. And she grew more and more, I guess you could say, sad each day. And it was like I was causing all this because she moved here for me, and I couldn't really do anything about it. And so, you know, when the book event and all these other things came in, I'm like, you know what? Who really cares about the business? Let's spend this money on figuring out how we can make her happy. So, you know, I got her a few nice things, tickets to Hamilton, a new purse, things that would normally make people happy. And it wasn't really seeming to hit the point where, you know, it was helping. And I don't know, maybe it caused a little bit more depression, too. At the same time, um, she was stressed out because of work and everything else. So we go out every week, and she was spending about, I don't know, one to two thousand a week on shopping. Me, I was spending about, I don't know, five hundred a week on my miscellaneous stuff. And then, you know, all those other business expenses were still there. So we kinda had to deal with those struggles too. And that was kind of just how things worked out. And each day it was like we were trying to figure out just how to really ground ourselves and figure out how to really be happy and you know, when you're five years into building a personal brand and you're five years into something, you should see wealth and everything really around and everything should just be going perfectly. But then sometimes things like this just end up colliding and causing a lot of friction and you just really have to figure out, like, what's what's going on? How, how am I taking this? What's the point of all this? And, like... I don't know, it just became really tough, really frustrating, and I just really need to figure out, like, what was going on. And let's see. Yeah, let's talk more about this after this commercial break. You could always find me at Mr. and Leonard Kim, and we'll be back soon. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. 
Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Welcome back to the 2018 recap with Leonard Kim. And if you tuned in earlier, you really got to learn about this point where, um, you know, well, me and my wife decided to move in together. And there was a feeling of sadness from missing home. And I can kind of relate to that sadness now because when I went to New York in December this year for my birthday, like I had one resounding thought that continued to circle my mind. I was like, I miss my friends. I wish I was with my friends. And that was just me on like one day, right? And I felt it a few days after on vacations too, but this had to be like some constant that my wife was thinking about all the time. And I can't really imagine like how painful that is to just think about that like over and over and over again. And I was like, you know, that must be a lot of pain. I mean, now I was able to see it, but while she was experiencing that pain in, like, you know, <clears throat> September, October, November, like, I really couldn't just understand how she felt. And it kind of trickled into, like, her life. Like, I mean, <clears throat> there would be a lot of things that we planned to do and we'd have to cancel and not make it. Um, work also compiled onto her where she took on a lot of responsibilities, a lot more than she was assigned to really do for her position. And that took a portion of her life away too. And there was school and everything else. And for me, all I wanted, all I really wanted to do was have her be happy. So it took a lot of my, it took a lot of things away from the business and I tried to invest into her, but just seemed not to work. And then when she was angry with me, like, I, I don't know, like, I feel hurt, and I really want to know what to do. So me, naturally, when I come into, like, situations that scare me, like, you know, if you know anything about my history, I just hid in bed for months on end, hoping that things would just pass me by <clears throat> when things were just skyrocketing down and everything was just falling apart. So... When she'd be mad at me or when we'd be in trouble with things, I'd just go hide in bed and I'd figure, like, you know what? Should I just be drinking more? Should I just be doing more of these recreational things that cause harm? What should I be doing? And I'd be slowly letting my life drift away and losing more and more and more confidence each and every day. It was just like this constant thing that just happened over and over and over. And I, I slowly began to lose more and more of myself, more and more of my confidence, more and more of who I was, because it was like, if she can't be happy, then what am I really doing? Am I just sitting here losing everything too? And as my confidence continued to drop, like I became more and more irresponsible. Like I would miss my radio shows. I would miss meetings with important people. I would start not showing up. I'd start being angry or... I'd start <clears throat> lashing out at people, and it was just that I was losing a lot of the confidence in myself, and I went from this happy, genuine person who just enjoyed life to this person who was just slowly falling apart. And as I fell apart, another thing happened, because since I was reinvesting into what I would think would make my wife happy, 
and taking money away from the business that I should have been using to grow that, we start falling more and further and further in debt. And it's like, you can think about this. You're like, okay, with all the success that I've achieved, I should be moving ahead. Why do I keep continually falling backwards? And it makes you wonder. It's like, hmm, why is all this happening? And, uh, and then, like, things just got worse and worse and worse. And, then, like, there came to a point where I didn't show up for a meeting and something that I had to do. And I was told, hey, you know what, Landon? You should really go see therapy. You should really consider doing this and seeing what happens. So the intent for that was for me and my wife to go, but, I mean, she was so busy with everything else that she didn't really want to. And that caused me to really just feel more distant from her. Like, she, like I thought I was supposed to be the most important thing in her life. So that's why she moved here. The, you know, we were going to do something together. But instead, it was like, oh, you go to therapy, you figure it out. I'm not going with you on work hours. I have work. So it made me feel like she prioritized work over me, made me feel like she prioritized school over me. And it just made me feel less and less significant. Now, as she started going out and spending more money, I just stopped caring. I'm just like, whatever, go do whatever you want. Like, we'll dig ourselves in a hole, and I'm not even going to really try to get out of it. There's calls with clients I could be on to make money, but I'm like, you know what? What's even the point of making money if I'm going to make it? And it's just going to go back to debt. Like, I can't even use that money for anything. What's the point of making money and even getting out of debt? Because I can't use it for fundings I want to use it on because every single funding I want to do gets canceled on. And, I mean, just the struggles just compiled on more and more. And, I mean... I felt neglected. I felt, like, malnourished. And I felt like, you know, it's like, what's the point of doing all this? Like, it's not even for me anymore. It's not even for anything else. Like, I'm not even getting any love at home, and I don't really know what's going on. And I guess that pain just ate away at me, and I didn't really know what to do. So I kind of just let things just crumble apart. I'm just like, okay, this is where we are. And... <clears throat> We kind we kind of got to a point where everything was just about to fall apart. Everything was about to just crash and burn, and we were about to really just be left with nothing. And it was like she moved here. It was like she moved here just to kind of be by herself and just live with her job and live with her live with her school and everything like that. Because I was like, I can't really take this anymore. I don't even know what I'm doing. And that pain just ate away from me inside more and more. And I was just like, I just want to give up. I've had thoughts for months about, you know, it's been about seven years since I filed bankruptcy. Like, is this something I should be filing again because of how far into a home we're going? Like, what am I doing? Like, I can't do anything to control any of this. And I just felt so out of control and so hopeless without any clue what really to do. And as all this was falling apart, like, all I could really do was just hold on to... I didn't even really have anything to hold on to. My friends told me I needed to be around positive people. My friends told me I needed to stop complaining about what was going on and just do things I enjoyed. And I don't know, I just felt, like, dragged deeper and deeper into a hole, a hole where I felt there was, like, no way out of. And it came to a point where I turned to Angie one day and I was like, you know what? The business is like fucked because I've been respending all these money, all this money that I could have used for the business onto our relationship to try to fix it. But I don't know what to do because nothing seems to make you happy. And I don't know how we're going to get out of this mess that we're in. Maybe we should just file bankruptcy or something. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know what to do about us because no matter how hard I try and no matter what I do, it seems like nothing's going to make you happy. And I basically told her everything straight up, and I just opened up my whole heart and soul to her. And I'm like, I don't even think you prioritize me because look how hard you're working at school. Look how hard you're working at um, your job. Do you even care? And she's like, what should we do about it? I'm like, well, we talked about going to therapy forever, but you never wanted to go. It's like, that's what we need to do. And we've gone to two sessions now, and 
it's really helped us reanalyze everything. Like, I was at the point where I was absolutely hopeless. I'm like, I don't even think this is going to really work anymore. Like, we invested so much time, so much effort into this. I put my all into it. I bet everything I had, my business, my well-being, my reputation, my story, my everything. And it seemed like <clears throat> this was all jeopardy to fall apart. I felt like she didn't even care because she went help with getting us the one thing that we needed, which was the help from an outside source. <clears throat> and then things just got darker and darker. Like There came a point where we almost just split, and I'm like, you know what? We have to do this or it's just not going to work. I brought up things that, <clears throat> you know, I never thought we would really talk about. Like, oh, maybe we're not for each other. Maybe this isn't meant to be. And I got to the point where I technically just wanted to give up. And I think she could finally sense that what I was saying was real. Like, I was really hurt. And I really didn't know what to do. And I think that finally gave her, like, the wake-up call where she realized that this is what we need to do. We need to book this thing now. And things just are going to crumble away. Sometimes that realization comes to people when it's self-evident. Other people know it's going to creep up. And I've been preaching about that for months upon months, going, this is something that we need. And then before we got married, I talked about the importance with it. <clears throat> we talked about it, but we just never made it happen. And I think that's just something that we really had to do up front. And, you know... Because it just didn't happen. <clears throat> Things just ate at us more and more and more. And as we both just sat in our balls, like we ended up accumulating all these small little things that we hated that each other did. And we just held them over each other's heads. And therapy just helped open our eyes to like, what we do is we have our stories and we have them in our head and we don't really share them with our other party. We don't really tell them what's going on or how everything's working, and we're not like, you know what? This is how this works. We usually just give them the end results, and that's really not the whole entire story, right? And because we're not sharing this entire story with people, <clears throat> like, usually it's like, oh, maybe we should go do this and this and this because this will happen, and if we, this happens, we'll get this result. This is what we're thinking in our head. So then what we do is we say, let's go do this but we don't have that explanation behind why we're doing what we want to do. It's hard for the other person to really grasp and understand why we're doing things the way we are. Because they're having so much difficulty understanding the purpose of what we're doing or why we're saying what we need. It doesn't happen because both parties aren't understanding each other. And what this really helped us do is it really helped us understand those communication gaps in between us that we weren't seeing before. <laughs> that was causing this friction in our relationship, that was causing us to not understand each other, that was causing us to feel like we weren't on the same page. And that friction, I mean, it was there, and it just slowly just ate at both of us, and it grew and grew and grew, and <clears throat> it caused us to both do some outrageous things that we weren't really proud of, like to really go and lose who we were. And the hardest part about it is to not really be able to open up and talk about these things because of hurting the other person in our life, right? Because it's like we don't want to victimize them. We don't want to make them look like the bad person because we love them. We don't want to embarrass them. We don't want to do any of these, but we want to talk about how we feel. And I think one of the biggest things that really held us down is we weren't really able to ditch the act. We were holding on to these persons of who we were. We were holding on to our prides, our vulnerability, our, our prides, our egos, our sense of thought of who we were, the sense of responsibility in our communities, our sense of being. And all of this was just like, you know, fake. It wasn't really real. And there's all of that just kind of, all those like essence of who we were, who we thought we were, tried to hold up. And we tried to pretend that everything was okay on the surface. 
everything else just aided us. And because we didn't really ditch the act and expose ourselves for what we truly were, we almost lost absolutely everything we had. <clears throat> now, after our first therapy session, things got a little bit better. But then Angie was just getting out of school. She wasn't, um, she was um, wrapping up all her loose ends at work. She wasn't really ready to take a vacation because she needed to decompress. But we went on one anyway. We had so many plans lined up that that vacation just became <clears throat> like a situation where we were both pushed to our limits. Our relationship was tested. We had um, um, we focused on all the bad things that happened, like missing Hamilton and losing twelve hundred dollars on our tickets. <clears throat> we focused on losing um, Angie's grandmother's gift that I had to go and repurchase. <clears throat> we focused on all the fights that we had. We focused on being an hour late to my birthday dinner. We focused on um, how Angie took a separate flight from me, and I had to fly in, and we had a horrible experience with the United, and Angie had to wait for her bags and had to do all this other stuff. Like, we just focused on all those bad moments, and we both thought that we had a really horrible trip. But when we came back and we talked with our therapist or counselor, marriage counselor, and we talked about what was going on, like, no, you didn't just have bad moments. You had good moments, too, because you got, you got, I got to meet Angie's grandmother for the first time. I got to spend time with her parents. We all got to have loving time together. We got to spend time with our friends. We had to have meaningful conversations with each other. We got to go and do all the things we wanted, like see... The uh, Christmas tree over at the Rockefeller Center. We got to go out there and we got to be um, see the uh, Rockettes show, which is pretty amazing. And if you're ever in New York and you want to check out the Rockettes show, check it out. We got to stay at the Viceroy Hotel, which is one of our favorite hotels in New York. We got to do all these amazing things, too. So what our therapist really helped us with and she helped us notice that we were just focusing on all the bad moments, but we really did have a pretty good trip. And I think that was one of the things that we really had a hard time doing because, like, when me and Angie converse with each other, it's always like, you did this, you did that. And we're always just focusing on these small, tiny things that people did on the past. And, like, all these things just kind of compiled and piled up on each other, and we just held them over each other's heads more and more and more. And it just kind of pushed us to be more and more apart. And there was something that really could have been done about that. And even though we, like, continued to push each other down, like, what we really had to do is we had to, like, forgive each other, forget about it, and move on, and realize, stop looking at one side, stop looking at all the negative things that were going on, and start looking at, like, the positive things, too. And like putting it all into perspective, because we weren't putting things into perspective. We were just too focused on looking at one end of the spectrum. And that downward spiral just continued onwards and onwards and onwards. It was like, how far could this downward spiral go? But once you opened up our eyes to what was going on, it made us realize that, you know what? The trip was good. We just were focusing on the bad moments. We got to get along, we got to go see our friends, we got to spend time with the people I love, we got to decompress and do things. And then, in this last week, we hit New Year's and everything, and it's been a time of a lot of reflection. And then we put together some goals, some things that we want to really aspire towards. And you know what? We'll go to another commercial break, and I'll announce what those are after we get back. Talk to you soon. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here, drinking my blue raspberry slushly Slurpee from 7-Eleven. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, yeah, we were talking about lots of things, and this is the 2018-2019 recap issue episode where I just kind of walked through the experience of what happened throughout the last year. And what we're really going to be um, talking about now is all the things that really led up to this year when me and Angie were sitting in our car on about January 30th. We were thinking about like what our resolutions should be and I'm like hey Angie you know what we should really make our resolutions for the new year's and she's like you don't make goals so I'm like well these aren't goals these are resolutions and she's like you don't make those I'm like well we're going to make them so we did and just to give you an overview like we don't have any financial goals we don't have any like things like that what it really more is is like habits and like philosophies that we really have to adapt things that really encompassed who we were and we kind of lost that so in the upcoming year what we really want to do is one thing that's really i guess more goal oriented is because we kind of got ourselves into a little bit of debt we really have to just reanalyze and stick to our budget and make sure that works. Now, our outlooks in life is we're going to be carrying a philosophy of love, joy, and abundance. And in order to do that, one of the things that me and Nancy are committed to do is we're going to start each day with something positive. Then we're going to end the day with something positive, too. We're going to be trusting in the good of people. We're not going to be giving them the benefit of the doubt because that means we're already doubting them, but we're going to be trusting in the good of people. We're going to be learning how to say no and when we should be saying no to certain things. One thing that we've had a lot of trouble with is, like I mentioned, like I held a lot of things over Angie's head and she held a lot of things over my head. We're going to be really learning how to forgive and forget. Um, one thing that we've really struggled with is taking pride or not feeling like we have enough of something. So we're going to have gratitude for all the things that we have. We're not really going to take anything for granted. We're going to be thankful for each thing that we have, from our jacket to our ability to walk, our ability to see, our ability to communicate, the roof over our heads, and to all the small little things that we have. Um, Between me and Angie, we're going to be mindful and considerate of each other because we each have our own needs that we really have to, uh, you know, adopt and everything. Uh, We're going to set moments either to pray or meditate daily, and that's just going to help us with our overall well-being. Uh, One thing that I've kind of fallen behind over the last few years is I used to have this curious mindset where I wanted to learn more about other things, but I kind of got, like, you know, jaded from that. And what we really want to do 
is really adopt that curious mindset because that's how you learn and that's how you grow and that's by being curious. So we want to go out there and be as curious as we can. Um, one thing that we're really limited from doing is something kind for someone. So what we want to do is at least three times a week, we want to do something kind for someone, either someone we know, a stranger, whoever it may be. We want to just share that kindness with others. And we don't want to compare ourselves to others anymore. If someone's flying in, flying in a private jet, like who cares? If someone's driving a Rolls Royce, who cares? someone's like going and traveling the world who cares we're doing us and we're doing us well and we have what we have and what we have is enough and that's all about finding that inner peace and contentment and figuring out who we are what we're living for and find that inner peace and joy within our hearts we want to remain open and vulnerable because you know what when we're hiding all our things we're not just hurting others we're hurting ourselves and when you're hurting yourself, that's like the worst thing you could do. When you're open and vulnerable, it just makes you so much more prone to not being hurt. We need to reestablish and maintain that balance in our lives that we kind of lost and be on that even keel where we're just loving each other. And we have to stay present and in the moment with the things that we're doing. And one of uh, the great mentors, Jamon, used to say, wherever you are, be there. Your mind works like a parachute. It only works when it's open. So if you're going to be somewhere, then be there. Don't be somewhere else in your own mind. Be exactly where you are. And another great thing that we're going to do, and a lot of people are scared of doing, is asking for help when we need it. Because guess what? We try to take on all these projects for ourselves, but sometimes they're just not doable, and we need help, so we're going to ask for help. Between me and my wife, what we're going to do is we're going to have... Um, <laughs> uh, if you heard parakeet, I said parachute, but your mind works... I guess you could keep a parachute open, too, so, you know, or parakeet open, too, so that works, too. Um, now, um, one thing that some things that me and Angie are going to be doing in our home is we're going to work towards having a date night once a week so we can keep up that romance and love with each other. We're going to do what we can to, our, to visit our family as much as possible. We're going to start cooking at least three times a week, so I'll be on that iron grill. And guess what? Next thing I'll be knowing is I'll be on that episode of Top Chef. Probably not, but hey, one can only dream. Um, we're going to take our time to go back to the horse uh, stables and ride horses and learn how to really take care of them. We're going to enjoy music more and we're going to start experimenting with different cuisines and learning how to make new things. Uh, we're going to eat a salad at least once a week, which sounds very unexciting and I don't really want to do that, but hey, it's on the list. Uh, we're going to work to get at least six hours of sleep every night. I don't have any problem there, but hey, it's on the list. We're going to capture more of our moments with photos. We're going to work on our punctuality so we're not late or flaking on people. We're not going to wait until the last minute to do things. Uh, we're going to insane, limit our insane nights out to either quarterly or on holidays instead of like, um, you know, maybe once a week. We're going to start investing into our personal growth. We're going to take road trips every two months. We're going to explore L.A. at least once a month. We're going to work on our daily self-care and make sure that all our own personal needs are met. We're going to reflect and reanalyze our life every three months to make sure that we're going in the right direction. And we're not going to buy anything without consulting each other first, and that consult comes with, um, that consult needs to be that consent needs to be sober because if I'm drunk or wasted one night and I say, yeah, you should get that, it doesn't really count. And we also have to take our puppy out on walks because, you know, she gets a little cramped up inside the home all the time. We plan to be out of debt by June this year. We're going to take a trip into nature once a month. We're going to work to clean our house after ourselves daily. And we're going to stick to our weekly therapy routine, which um, to me is really my favorite part of the week now because I think that helps me and my wife get a lot closer together because we've been falling so far apart. 
And he became like the bridge between us who's really helping us like really get onto the right track. And basically, those are our goals. And then uh, some of the things that I personally have to do is give up all my vices, the things that have gone to control me. And I had to give up those by the end of February. Got to invest more time onto the business, start writing more, start making more videos and going out there. Angie's going to start skating. She's not going to work from home anymore. She's going to start writing. She's going to start eating lunch and making friends. Not be so hard on herself. And, you know, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be going out there and making all the changes that we really can to make 2019 more positive. Because even though 2019 was a great year full of all these positive changes, what the good comes to bad too. So we really had a lot of struggles that we dealt with. And I think they're all growing pains and they're things that we can move forward from. And I think with your help, with everyone's help and everyone's support, we can all make 2019 a great positive year because that's what it's all about. It's all about spreading love. It's all about spreading joy. It's all about being there for other people and caring deeply about what others are doing. It's not about all this personal, like, selfish stuff. It's not about the money. It's not about the fast cars, the private jets, or the flying in first class. It's about rebuilding that community that we once had. Like, my grandfather, I remember him, like, going out there, volunteering in the school cafeteria. Everyone came up to him, and they all gave him that twinkle in their eye when they talked to him. They all looked up to him. They all loved how passionate he was, how kind he was, how compassionate he was, and how much he actually contributed to community. Then when we look at our world now and we look all around, we see all these people so busy running around in their everyday lives, going out there, trying to make ends meet, trying to go out there and make their goals happen, trying to go out there and do their own things, trying to go out there and achieve more luxuries, trying to go out there and doing more things, doing all these selfish actions all for themselves. And we compare my grandpa, and I, when I compare my grandpa and I compare them, I'm like, hmm. How much has this world changed? What's causing all this? Shouldn't we go back to the way things were? Are, are we really living for the better now with like going out there and being selfish? Or should we really go back to that loving, kind world that my grandfather lived in? Makes me wonder. Someone who was born in the 1920s versus someone born now like me, I'm born in 1984, like, our lives have been completely different. And the way he raised me, like, I don't see that too often anymore. I mean, I see glimpses of it here and there. Now, when we really think about when you want to go out and grow your influence, so many people, what they're trying to do is they're trying to step up onto a pedestal. They're trying to preach to others. They're trying to be like, you know what, this is the way to go. But... You know what the real way to really build that influence is? It's to build those connections, to build those two-way streets, to build that, that communication that happens between you and others where others are communicating to you too. And you're starting these some conversations with each other and you're spreading ideas and you're sharing ideas and you're working on things together. So if you're in that bubble and you're like, oh, I want to go out there and I want to get that fast car, or, oh, I want to fly first class everywhere, or, oh, I want to live in this big place. Or, oh, man, this guy's doing a $300,000 wedding. I wish I could do something like that. If you're looking at others and you feel that jealousy and that hatred within your heart because of what they're doing and you don't feel adequate, guess what? It's time to let all that go. It's time to go in there. Look for that love in your heart, that joy, that compassion, and really feel it because guess what? that's really what's going to help you get to the next level. Like, when you even look at my career, it's like, it all started because I just wanted people to not go through the experiences that I did, to not face those struggles, the shortcomings I did, and to avoid that. And that's what really helped my career go out there and propel. It wasn't because I was like, oh, yeah, I want to be like, you know, the person that everyone reads about. It's because I really had something that I cared about sharing with others. And it just ended up, resulting into more than I ever thought it could be. So there, I mean, the opportunities out there for you to really make these changes, to, for you to really go out there and do the things that you want. 
for you to live your dreams. But you're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way, by spreading love, by spreading joy, by thinking of others, by being considerate, by being loving. Um, in this radio show, I did a reflection of the last year, my thought processes of everything that happened and how everything turned out. And you know what? Even though things just got so rocky at the end, it was for the better, and everything's just going to continue to grow. And I can sense that this year is going to be absolutely amazing. Much like I had this time to reflect, and I spent this hour with you on this radio show, what I ask you to do is go out there, take a moment, reflect through your last year. What were the highs? What were the lows? What were the things that you were proud of? Who helped, who helped you get there? What amazing things happened? Like for me, um, I was interviewed for a book with Sarah Bliss that's out. It's called Take the Leap. It's in bookstores. You could go check it out in your local bookstore. And it's called Change Your Career, Change Your Life. I changed my career. I changed my life. And that was documented into her book. Um, a lot of other amazing things happened that I didn't even mention. I just talked mostly about me and my wife's journey. But you know what? A lot of amazing things did happen, and those amazing things can happen for you too because I would have never seen me in the position I'm, I'm in now. I would have never seen me, you know, doing any of the things I am now, but you know what? If I had the opportunity to do it all, so do you. You had the opportunity to. You can go out there and make it happen. So, you know, if there's any time to do it, it would be now because guess what? We're at the beginning of January. It's the beginning of a new year, the beginning of a new start. This is your chance to really turn things around and make things happen. Now, I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Um, your host, Leonard Kim. You can always find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter and elsewhere online. If you ever have anything that you want to reach, me, reach out to me for, you can always email me at hello at leonardkim.com, and we'll be seeing you soon, and I hope you all have a wonderful new year. Thank you. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.